1: The Foss Corporation, LLC.
0: And, um, turned all the lights off. Went and got into bed and bundled up, went to lay down to go to sleep. Tried to just relax and think good thoughts. Okay, I'm going to do a good job tomorrow and I'm going to get this job. Turns back on. So I will turn it back off. Actually starting to shiver even though I was underneath the covers. I'm sitting up in bed and I've got the covers up around my neck and it's just getting colder and colder and colder and I'm getting more and more frightened. I could see my breath in the room and all the hair was standing up on my arms and the back of my neck. The air itself somehow became thicker it was tangible like you could reach out and grab it if you wanted to it looked sparkly and then the chair in front of the desk crashes to the floor and i jump i held my finger up because if the finger was moving with the chair then I knew it was my imagination But the chair moved past my hand. I knew that it was definitely moving. And I knew something was in here. Howdy guys, this is Montana Jordan, a cult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with my good friend, the amazing Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome, I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA, I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, June 8th, 2020, episode 231. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I am glad to be back in a hot seat, and it's beautiful weather over here. I hope everyone out there is safe. We are safe. Britt is doing just fine. And seeing as everything has opened up over here and curfew has lifted, she may be back uh, next week. But we're playing it safe, so we'll see. We'll play it by ear. And as always, thank you to everyone that comes and listens to us, and... Well, you know we're just very flattered that you do. I'm glad you enjoy what we have here. And as uh, you can see we installed iron bars on the windows and on the doors. <laughs> no one's getting in here but yeah we're pretty safe here at the RPA Mansion so not to worry. And a friendly reminder we released all brand new videos last Friday so if you haven't had a chance go check them out and this Tuesday is a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show and Wednesday yet another new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And what we're going to do here today is some more listeners' stories. And for those of you out there who want to share their own experiences of the paranormal, go ahead and send them in to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. And so with that, let's do some ghost stories. Oh yeah, man, you know what that means. Come on, say it with me. Say it with me. That's right, Two. The story didn't follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are going nice and cool in the air. And grab a beanbag over there in the corner and find an empty spot on the floor. And don't forget the popsicles. Grab a popsicle out of the freezer there. And we have plenty of orange popsicles. Everyone's favorite, right? And while you guys are doing that, I'm going to get behind my desk here and get comfy. Oh, yeah. And Britt has sent us uh, her packet by email, her choices. so let's take a look. I printed them off okay looks like we got some medium ones today guys all right all right let me take a sip of my green tea here real quick mm-hmm. oh man so good when it hits the lips i tell you that man and yeah crazy times crazy times i hope everyone out there is uh safe and hope your friends and family are safe but yeah you know it'll pass it'll pass so all right what do we got for the first one this one is by Jay Vole and it's called Ramada Inn. Okay, Jay Vole, let's see what you got, man. I am 44 years old and don't consider myself a big ghost believer, if at all. In July of 2013, I had to take a trip to Bangor, Michigan on business. Around 4 o'clock p.m., I checked into the Ramada Bangor. The hotel has that 1980s opulence and was given room 103. I stay in a hotel about 30 to 40 times a year, but upon entering this room, I felt as though I was being watched. I have never had such a feeling before in a hotel. It got so disturbing that after a few minutes, I began to shut my curtains and check closets for everyone. Thinking that I was just paranoid, I got busy working and started to make calls. 4.35 p.m. While on the phone, my toilet exploded from the top. Water started to rush out of the top and all over the bathroom. I hang up the phone and call the front desk. The maintenance man also never saw anything like this as there is a relief valve. I heard no water prior. 4.50 p.m. Moved to room 203. I still felt like I was being watched and checked the room again. 9.40 p.m. I sleep with the TV on. Earlier, I had no problem with the volume, but now the volume is on one. The sound all of a sudden went to 50, forcing me to turn off the TV. 11 p.m. I hear footsteps on the roof just walking back and forth above my room 11.45pm barely drowsy my blanket was somehow taken off of me and ended up on the end of the bed 1.07am while again trying to go to bed I felt something touch me now I'm freaked out not scared but felt a presence just trying to annoy me I sat in the hotel chair with my back to the wall, and waited for the daylight. I left that next morning, and that's from Javel. <laughs> oh man, Javel! Uh, thank you very much for sharing your story. Yeah, you've been in a lot of hotels. Uh, you say here thirty to forty times a year. Yeah, you travel. That's quite a few. And you'd never had this happen to you before, huh? Interesting. Yeah, the the whole toilet thing. You know. You know malfunction of some sort but uh yeah that's interesting that you just felt uneasy and you stated you never felt like that in a hotel room before uh yeah you felt uneasy in the first room and then they put you in room 203 and you felt uneasy there you know i would have left though uh, you said you stayed there in the hotel chair room <laughs> with, the, with your back to the wall and you waited you waited till morning huh well, yeah, and you said it didn't feel bad. It just it just felt like uh, it was just trying to annoy you or get some attention from you. Okay. And it sounds like nothing else ever happened after that. You felt like something touched you, your blanket taken off. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't like stuff like that. I, You know, like uh, the old-timers know on this show, you know, I don't go out and investigate. I just, uh, I'm an academic. I just research and read this stuff, you know. <laughs> Hey, J-Vol, thank you very much for uh, sharing your story. Yeah, it's very cool. Short and sweet. All right. What do we got? What do we got next here? This one is by North, and it's titled Abandoned Schoolhouse. Okay, North. Let's see what you got, man. i like to consider myself a skeptical believer when it comes to ghosts. I have always had an interest in the paranormal, and have had a few experiences that I have an open mind on. I am always looking for a scientific, rational, or even common sense explanation. Through the careers I have had, and through my hobbies, I have had the opportunity to live, sleep, stay, camp, etc. in some very old, historical, and sometimes reportedly haunted buildings in the U.S. While I have never had the obvious, okay, there is a ghost and now it's walking away and now it disappeared experience, where there is no other explanation, I've had some unexplained things happen to me. This is one of them. This experience happened to me about October of 2011. I have moved to a suburb of Pittsburgh a couple years ago for a career change. I was renting a house in an old steel mill town that, while not a dangerous neighborhood, had sadly seen better days. Nearly every night after work, I go for a run along the same route down the main street, up one of the side streets a few blocks, and take a parallel street home. On the side street of my route was an old schoolhouse that had probably been abandoned for about 30 years. This is one of your typical they don't build them like that anymore type school houses built anywhere from the 1920s to the 1950s in my estimate a stately yellow brick building two stories tall shaped like a t with the top of the t facing the street and a long wing in the back the first floor of the building was boarded up covered in graffiti and the second story windows were all broken out by vandals I remember very well that this has happened in October, as it was getting dark at about 7 p.m. when I would go on my runs. There was a chill in the air, and the leaves had changed. As I was passing the school on my run, I noticed that the first floor on the main first wing was all lit up. It appeared that there was some type of open house going on, with a group of people in one of the rooms standing around enjoying refreshments. I remember very vividly seeing a guy with an ugly sweater visible through one of the windows looking out, a clock on the wall, and bulletin board on the wall was decorated for Thanksgiving, which was strange because it was still over a month away. I was on my run, getting tired, and it was getting dark, so I was booking it back to my home and really didn't pay much attention to what was going on at the school that is until i made it about a block down the street i stopped it in my tracks and had a holy crap revelation the school's abandoned i turned around and ran back and the building was dark gloomy and boarded up just as it always is no lights on nobody inside the building no thanksgiving themed bulletin board just Broken windows, plywood, and graffiti. I think about this experience every time I'm out on a run this time of year after the sun sets. I since have moved, but every once in a while my job will take me to that town again. Uh, Sadly, the school was torn down. There had been rumors about it turning into apartments or a brewery, but apparently it was too far gone and the owner was holding out, thinking someone would pay him big bucks for the building. Instead, the town condemned it. No worries, though. There was a boring modern school built not too far away. This experience drives me crazy, though. I could have been daydreaming on my run, but it was so vivid... I am a healthy guy in my early 30s, in shape, no drugs, not a drinker. If I have that overactive of an imagination, I've never realized it before. Nothing like this has since happened either. I will never know. Love the podcast. And that was from North. North, holy cow, man. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Very cool stuff. Um... You know, every once in a while, I I'll read something like this. It's very rare, but I forgot the term for it. You know, uh, you could call it a flashback of sorts, or a time warp, if you want to call it that. But yeah, every once in a while, I'll read someone experiencing that, just like you did. And when they go back to take a look, either it's in the woods. You know, some sort of camping thing or, in your case, uh, an abandoned building, but then you see people in there. Um, Yeah. In this case, it sounds exactly the same thing. You know, you could say uh, you're getting tired, like you said, and you might have been thinking about the future Thanksgiving, right, friends and family. I would think if you're hallucinating, uh, when you saw that scene, you would probably see, you know, familiar faces, and familiar you know, surroundings, but uh, you've seen something vivid there, a guy in an ugly sweater, you know Bolton Boar that's uh, you know, Thanksgiving themed yeah, it looks like a, a scene from the past of the school I don't know hey, but thank you very much for sharing very cool, alright what do we got, what do we got next yeah, I hope you guys uh, you know, we're all like I mentioned before curfews lift lifted over here and uh, you know no more quarantine but uh, I'm going to keep my gonna plate safe for a little bit and <laughs> see what happens I don't know about you guys uh, I think most of you guys out there around the world might still be in quarantine right or at least curfews yeah yeah odd times indeed but yeah what are you going to do yeah got to play it safe guys all right let's see here this one is by serene and it's titled woman with braids okay serene let's see what you got man i am from the oldest town in tennessee i have found many native american artifacts arrowheads and pottery on the family farm near a natural spring My husband says there is a very heavy energy on the farm that I am from. I myself wouldn't call it heavy, but I do acknowledge that there is some sort of power there. Since I was a little child, I have always seen and felt things. I am more immune to those feelings now than I was when I was younger. For years as a child and into my teenage years, I would have a recurring dream. The dream takes place on a road that is over the hill from the farm. I am able to recognize the road even though it is not paved and the trees are younger in my dream. In my dream there is a caravan of people. Maybe they are homesteaders. They look like they are from the 1860s or somewhere around that time. There is a very pretty woman with long blonde braids. In my dream, they are going down the old stage road talking and laughing with each other. There are multiple couples and children. I assume that they are immigrants because they are speaking another language. Which language they are speaking, I'm not sure. The dream cuts to screaming and chaos. I see bloody women and children and they are running for their lives. They are tearing through the woods, stumbling and falling. The branches and briars are ripping through their long skirts. They are screaming, crying, pleading for their lives. Their eyes are wide and panicked. They run and they are being pursued by men dressed in dark clothing. Gunshots echo through the valley. Highway robbery? Are these homesteaders being prosecuted for being immigrants and trying to make better lives for themselves? The dream ends with the people running for their lives. To this day, the road is still desolate, and I have always felt a tight feeling in my chest when I jog or drive down it. I have never told anyone about this dream. One of my friends has a neighboring dairy farm. He and I are close in age and have always been friends. He works his tail off and he gets up at 4 a.m. because he has so many cattle to feed and farm chores to attend to. He keeps a herd of cows on some property that is beside ours. One morning my friend called and asked if I would like to go feed the cattle with him and that he had something that he wanted to ask me about. He picked me up and started making rounds and chucking on the cows. He looked visibly shaken. He said, you are not going to believe what happened to me this morning. I, I keep thinking I am crazy. I assured him that whatever it was, he wasn't crazy. He was a smart guy with a master's degree. He began to tell me what he experienced. He told me that earlier that morning it had been very misty outside when he went to feed one of his cow herds on the property around 4 a.m. He was calling the cows and shaking the grain bucket and the cows were running up to him. All of a sudden, he said he had a strong feeling that he was being watched. He looked around him and he saw no one. He was trying to calm himself down when he saw... A woman running or walking very briskly toward him. He said he was perplexed as he watched her come closer. She was wearing a long dress and she was clutching her shawl. She had long blonde braids. He said she was beautiful. He called out to her. Hey, are, are you okay? He said she didn't acknowledge him and that she just kept going and eventually passed right by him without stopping. He tried to follow her, but he said that she slowly faded away. It was after he told me this that I told him about my dream. He was understandably floored. He and I have done a lot of research since my dream and his experience, but we can find no documentation of any violence or massacre of that scale nearby. Sadly, at that time, it probably wouldn't have been too hard for the locals to make the evidence disappear. The victims were probably immigrants, so their disappearance might not have been missed. Since my friend saw the pretty lady, he has been too scared to venture into the field so early in the morning. He now waits until later in the morning when the sun has fully risen in the sky before he goes there to feed. Thanks for the podcast and thanks for reading. And that's from Siren, Siren. Oh man, great story. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, I'm curious, your friend has never ever seen that blonde uh, braided lady again. I guess it must be he's getting up later or he's going out later now uh to that area so yeah maybe it's a residual haunting who knows he just saw her that one you know he's been there for a long time though right and that's the first time he's seen her yeah i'm only assuming he's been there for years you know he has cattle you know you guys know each other yeah you guys are friends he's been there he's always done the same thing why now well, that's a curious question isn't it hmm other curious thing though is uh, she passed right by him and uh, so that must have mean that she looked pretty solid to him pretty real Uh, but it was also misty out that morning so yeah that's just an interesting story (laughs) it's uh yeah that would uh that would kind of spook me so she passed right by him he went after her and then she faded away hmm Yeah, I read a lot about that, though. When you see an apparition, they tend to fade away. Especially, you know, it's kind of rare to see a full apparition body, though. I've read stories where they only see the torso down with the legs, but no upper torso, (laughs) you know. Or maybe just the upper torso uh, floating around. I've read that before. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it's too bad about your and you know, your dream, he sees the same sounds like the same lady, right? You never told anyone about your dream, you never told him, so he describes this sort of thing. Um in your dream, you recognize that road. You know, it's an old area. Interesting stuff. Hey, siren, thank you very much for sharing. And that is it, guys. Oh, man. Hey, as always, people, thank you very much for sharing your stories. We do have a big backlog. I do apologize, but we are slowly uh, weeding them down. But if you want to share your own experiences for the other people in the world to listen to, Send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at com and I'll read it off on a future episode. And as always, guys, we really appreciate you guys uh, listening to, you know, RPA or to the RPA network and the other shows or watching the videos. We really appreciate you guys. And also, you know, uh, listen to us at work. You can listen to us at uh, or watch the videos at realparanormalactivity.com, or you can go on to the multiple audio platforms that we're on, like... Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, etc., etc. Or you can get the free RPA app. Just do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast network, and download it for free. Or, of course, most of you guys uh, like using podcast catchers. You know, go ahead and do a search for us, and go ahead and subscribe there as well. And as always, as you're traveling around, if you're in the air, on the airplane, you know, do uh, download a bunch of our episodes so you can listen to us. Or if you're out camping, if you're out jogging, or if you're on a car ride, go ahead and do that as well. And so I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Bert, and it's also made possible by Lafosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.